emanating from www.michaelnimmons.org. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dice. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7. This is Wayne Braddock, 910 AM. Comedian Horace H.B. Sanders. What's up, H.B.? Hey, what's up, Michael? Hey, <laughs> you're a winner, boy. Look at you, right? You're thinking out loud now. Look at I just end with this. No matter where you go, that's where you'll be. <laughs> yes! And you're listening to this. And I'm thinking out loud with my guy, Mike Nimmons. Make sure you check them out every week on Thinking Out Loud Radio. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. Thirtieth, thirtieth edition of the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. What's up, everybody? You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. You are tuned in to the 30th edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We thought we'd come in a little bit differently celebrating our 30th show. And we are excited about it. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And you're tuned in to the show. We're giving voice to issues that matter to you. We're so happy that you've tuned in to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And yes, we have another great show in store for you this evening. A lot of great things we'll be talking about tonight on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Of course, we'll be talking about the movie Black Panther, LeBron and Fox News host Laura Ingram, and the Florida Shooting Plus. This is our 30th show. That's right. We are 30 shows in. And we're so excited about this platform and the ability to share our thoughts and opinions with you. Those who listen to our show Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. We thank you so, so very much. 
We have interviewed politicians, comedians, entertainers, entertainers, business people, actors and actresses, inspiring young people, and the list goes on and on. We're going to be continuing to sharing with you interviews from some of the most influential people on the planet. In addition to our interviews, we're enjoying sharing with you our thoughts and opinions on some of the week's hot topics as well. Uh, yes, we love that. So, uh, with the Thinking Out Loud radio show, you get the best of both worlds. Great interviews, great topics, and great discussion and debate. Speaking of great, you don't want to miss next week's show where we will be talking to two very influential black people in black history. Uh, Sergeant Preston Jowers and Colonel Bob Tillman of the Tuskegee Airmen. That's right. That is the huge interview that we've been talking about for the entire month of February. We're going to be closing February out on a high note. Closing February out with a big bang. Sergeant Preston uh, Jowers and Colonel Bob Tillman of the Tuskegee Airmen. Uh, Preston Jowers, Sergeant Preston Jowers is 102 years old and is the oldest living member of the Tuskegee Airmen. And Colonel Bob Tillman is a decorated Vietnam War hero. And we can't wait to share their interviews with you on next Tuesday, February the 27th. So that is a show that you don't want to miss. Tell your family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relatives, in-laws, outlaws, classmates, and everybody in between that you've got to tune in next week, Tuesday at 8 p.m., February 27th, where we're going to be talking to two of Black History's finest Tuskegee Airmen, Sergeant Preston Jowers and Colonel Bob Tillman. This is going to be a show that you don't want to miss. Help us get the word out about what's going on in the Thinking Out Loud radio show by stopping by our Facebook fan page. That's facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show. We've got some great articles, videos, and photos that we have posted on our Facebook fan page. And we want you to go there and check it out. You can even do that while you're listening to the show. Whether you're listening at 8 p.m. or you're listening to the podcast. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud radio show. And there you'll be able to see all the different photos and content articles and uh, we even have a link to our blog that we have posted there where uh, from the Black Panther. I mean, we've seen this movie and it is truly an amazing picture, amazing movie. We highly, highly recommend that you go out and check this movie out and uh, read our blog as well. Uh, it's called A Hero Arises. We're discussing uh, the lack of diversity in superheroes and comics and the impact and effect that we believe it, it has had on the black youth in America. And uh, we believe more movies like this are going to inspire our young people in particular to uh, be all that they can be. Seeing heroes like them, heroes like T'Challa, the Black Panther, uh, in Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. 
Uh, don't want to give any of the movie away, but I'm telling you guys, this is a great movie. You don't want to miss it. Make sure you go and see it. If you have kids, make sure you take your children to see it. It is a great movie uh, to see, especially in the month of uh, February. I know people have been also posting comments about those that have been going in the different uh, African garb, trying to dissuade them from making, uh, from going uh, out and and uh, and celebrating Black History in that way. But why should why why do you want to do that? I mean, people should be able to go out and celebrate Black History Month in the way they want to. So I encourage you if you want to go out, wear your dashikis, wear your kofis, and your and all the different African garb, wear it. Wear the wear the scarves. Wear that attire. If you want to look like uh, King Jaffe Jofa or Hakeem the Prince, go out, go on out, go all out because uh, it's our time. We deserve it and uh, to enjoy uh, the Black Panther movie in that way. I'm telling you, it is a great movie. And I highly recommend, remit, highly recommend it. Uh, we're only two months into the month of February, and it is easily uh, the best movie of the year. I guarantee you. So, and I'm not trying to oversell it, but I believe that this movie is uh, really great, and you're going to truly, truly enjoy it. But uh, our blog is just one of the many things that uh, you can read on. Uh, our Thinking Out Loud uh, Facebook fan page. Uh, please go there and share the uh, share the posts on your timelines. Um, let somebody know about what's going on on the Thinking Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, do us a favor and uh, when you make a post about the show, use the hashtag TOL Radio Show. And uh, that way people can uh, click that ta hashtag and be able to see what other posts that have been made about the show. They'll be able to keep up with what's going on on Thinking Out Loud Radio. In this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're going to be talking with a truly inspirational person, indeed, Hollywood Red Carpet reporter and best-selling author, Tenzi Taylor. Uh, she is the author of Amazon's best-selling book, Bullied from Terror to Triumph, My Survival Story. She has walked over 200 red carpets from the Oscars to the Grammys and spoken to over 300 celebrities. And we'll be talking about uh, talking with her about the Me Too movement in Hollywood as well as her survival story of being bullied and much more. This is an interview you don't want to miss. So uh, we'll be sharing this with you in just a few minutes with Hollywood Red Carpet reporter Tenzi Taylor. Also, don't forget to purchase our new book, Vision, a book that we are truly, truly excited about Glad that it is now finally available online and will soon be available in bookstores as well. We're going to we're working on trying to get some book signings set up and you will be the first to know where we'll be signing our new book vision. This is a phenomenal book, let me tell you. And uh we're talking about um I, this book is is so great because we're talking about having a vision and how having a vision is so very important. Vision, I believe, is the substrata of life.
life and you need vision in order for you to be accomplish anything in life. In fact, Helen Keller, uh, who we all know was uh, blind and deaf and the first to graduate from college with a bachelor's degree, she said these words that the only thing worse than being blind is having sight. But no vision. I mean, that is a truly remarkable statement coming from someone of her caliber, not being able to physically see or hear. And yet she had the vision that she was going to do something with her life. She was going to not use being blind and deaf as an excuse not to accomplish anything, but she was going to use that as a way to accomplish Everything that she wanted to do in life, and that is some of those are just some of the things that we talk about in our book Vision. It is so important that you have a vision, and we have insights from uh, about vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Miles Monroe, Helen Keller, and many, many others. You need this book. In your library, let me tell you, uh, you need to uh, to get vision today. It is available uh, on in on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, or go directly to our website, michaelnimmons.org, and purchase your copy of Vision today. Only nineteen ninety nine. That's right, nineteen ninety nine, and you can have Vision in your personal library. And always remember to stick around for the end of the show where we share with you our thought of the week. And during the month of February, we have been sharing with you some black history inspired thoughts of the week. And we have another great one in store for you as well. But you've got to stick and stay. You can't go anywhere. You've got to listen to the entire show to get your thought of the week. So don't go anywhere. Uh, listen to the entire show so you can be inspired and empowered by the thought of the week. In this week's current event segment, we begin sending our thoughts and prayers to the families of the 17 students and faculty of the Marjorie Stonesman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Uh, they that lost their lives tragically at the hands of a mentally disturbed student, Nicholas Cruz, on Wednesday, February the 14th. According to CNN reports, Nicholas Cruz wielded an AR-15 assault weapon on the faculty and students of Marjorie, uh, Cru Marjorie Stonesman's Douglas High School, taking the lives of 17 students and wounding countless others. Uh, this uh, became the latest in a violent string of mass shootings that continues to add fuel to the flaming question, when is Congress going to act and institute some kind of substantial comprehensive gun uh, legislation to help in preventing mass shootings like this from taking place? It's time for Congress to act. And we all know. Why they haven't acted because the NRA, which is one of the the biggest lobbyists uh, in Washington, is padding the pockets of congressmen and women. Women, and so 
you know, they're padding the pockets of these individuals on both sides of the aisle. Uh, but it's time to put politics aside and do what's best for the American people. And that is to pass the appropriate gun legislation prohibiting and restricting the purchase of assault rifles, especially to youth and the mentally disturbed. Uh, something needs to be done. I strongly recommend you contact your congressmen and let them know that they need to work on comprehensive gun control legislation. And uh, if they don't, if they don't agree to work on that legislation, to let them know we'll be looking for other Congress people uh, in November that will do what we need them to do for the American people. Uh, so that is what uh, I believe needs to happen. You need to call your congressmen and women up and let them know that it is important that there has to be some kind of comprehensive gun uh, legislation put in place that prevents these types of mass shootings from taking place. In other news, LeBron James and Kevin Durant were recently in the news, not for their basketball heroics in the NBA playing for the Cavs or the Golden State Warriors, respectively, but for their comments about President Trump in an interrupted piece hosted by ESPN journalist Kerry Champion. In this interrupted piece sponsored by Uber, Kerry Champion talks to sports stars and celebrities about sports, politics, and everything in between. This recent show featuring LeBron James and Kevin Durant, she asked him about their thoughts about the current president and this administration, and here's what they had to say. The number one job in America, the point of person is someone who doesn't understand the people and really don't give a f about the people. I feel like our team as a as a country is not ran by a great coach. It's not even a surprise when he says something. It's not even a surprise. It's like laughable. It's like it's that's laughable, bad. It's laughable yeah. and but it's, it's scary. But it's also scary right, because right. I shouldn't be numb to your racist right, right. I shouldn't yeah. be numb to your behavior. In response to Kevin Durant and uh, LeBron James's comments, Fox News reporter Laura Ingram chimed in and offered her two cents, which is about all that they were worth. Here's what Laura Ingram had to say. Must they run their mouths like that? Unfortunately, a lot of kids and some adults take these ignorant comments seriously. Look, there might be a cautionary lesson in LeBron for kids. This is what happens when you attempt to leave high school a year early to join the NBA. And it's always unwise to seek political advice from someone who gets paid $100 million a year to bounce a ball. Oh, and LeBron and Kevin, you're great players, but no one voted for you. Millions elected Trump to be their coach. So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. Needless to say, social media has been a buzz about Laura Ingram's comments, and I, including many others, took to their social media accounts to express their disdain and dislike and disgust of what Fox News reporter Laura Ingram had to say about LeBron and Kevin Durant giving their, uh, voicing their opinions about. Uh, President Donald Trump and what's going on 
in this White House administration, which they have every right to do. The Constitution of the United States affords every citizen of this country the right to voice their opinion. Uh, there is something called the freedom of speech, which gives them the right to voice their opinion and to talk about uh, what's going on in politics, if they like it or not. Everybody has that right. Regardless of race, creed, or color, if you live in this country, there is no such thing as censorship when it comes to freedom of speech. Every man, woman, boy, and girl has the right to speak truth to power. And I applaud Kevin Durant and LeBron James for speaking truth to power. And uh, in fact, LeBron tweeted out uh, not too long after Laura Ingram made those racist comments that we will not shut up and play basketball. In so many words, we are much more than black athletes. We are more than basketball players. We're more than football players. We're more than athletes uh, that uh, are entertaining uh, the public, but we have we are free thinking individuals that have our own uh, ideas and opinions that are just as valuable as yours, and we have every right afforded to us by the United States Constitution and this country to speak our minds. And finally, in the form of a show update, we want to give a special shout out to WXYZ's own Channel 7 meteorologist Denise Isaac uh, for welcoming her first child, Emily, into the world on February the 7th. Emily was born February 7th weighing a whopping 8 pounds. That's right. Congratulations to Denise and her family for welcoming her new child into the world. And if you recall, we interviewed Denise just a few months ago, and uh, we're very happy to have had her on the show. If you missed that show, you can always go back to Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or TuneIn to listen to that great interview with meteorologist Denise Isaac. Just wanted to send her a special congrats from all of us at the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Well, we're going to take our first break of the night, and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Hollywood Red Carpet reporter and best-selling author, Tenzi Taylor. This is an interview you don't want to miss. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with the IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind.
Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash The Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join the vision. All right, everybody, we are back on a very inspirational spotlight edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm so happy to have a new friend of the show uh, on the line with me. She is a very talented individual. And I just want to read a little bit of her bio to you to kind of give you an idea of who we're going to be talking to on tonight. Uh, She's a red carpet host uh, in Hollywood and has interviewed hundreds of celebrities at various award shows, including the Oscars, Grammys, NAACP Image Awards, Celebrity Charity Galas, and more. She's the author of Bullied, From Terror to Triumph, My Story, a best-selling memoir on Amazon. And in this book, she chronicles her experiences of being bullied for 13 years and shares her story of turning the negative behavior she's experienced into positivity and triumph. I want you to give a warm Thinking Out Loud radio show welcome to new friend of the show, Tenzi Taylor. What's up, Tenzi? Hey, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for being a guest on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Well, we are excited that you're on with us. And uh, just uh, looking at your bio, I really feel like our show has... um, just come up a bit man we're talking to somebody that is (laughs) connected in Hollywood (laughs) oh that's funny yes I am connected in Hollywood and what is so interesting about my story is that I'm originally from this small town in North Carolina called Lewisburg and so to see me from this small town to now living in Hollywood going to these award shows interviewing celebrities hobnobbing with some of the highest, most powerful people in the industry. It really is a dream come true, but it attests to uh, when someone has their mind set on something and believes in themselves and works hard to make their goals and aspirations come true, then it can be possible that it can come to fruition. So I just want the listeners to know that I just wasn't born into Hollywood. I worked hard to get to where I am, and if this is something that you want to do, then you have to have the tenacity and the drive to do it. And it can happen. I mean, that is those are great words of uh, advice and wisdom. And and truly, I'm sure the listeners uh, appreciate it because that's the reason why we have uh, our VIP spotlights, very inspirational spotlights, because, you know, we're not we, we have individuals on that not just talk about their story, but also give some valuable uh, tidbits and insights on on life and uh i'm sure those that are listening 
uh, appreciate those words of uh, of insight uh, from you because um, you know uh, sometimes people have a tendency of you know when they get to a certain level of success uh, you know they're not they're not willing to you know be transparent they're not willing to give back and share uh, their story and experiences but I truly appreciate that coming from you. Absolutely, and it's all about vulnerability and expressing the truth and, and everything because, like you said, sometimes people make it to the top and they forget where they came from and they don't want people to know certain avenues. But I tell my story about what I overcame and what it took for me to get to where I am, and networking is key, and that was one of the components that helped me get into the doors of Hollywood and red carpet hosting. So I'm an open book, literally and figuratively, since I wrote one. But just want people to know what is what's possible. Again, words of wisdom. I hope you guys are listening to Tenzi Taylor. I'm enjoying our interview with this powerfully talented young lady, uh, author of uh, Bully, uh, From Terror to Triumph, My Survival Story, Hollywood Reporter as well. Uh, tell our listeners, you know, um, you, you how how do you become a Hollywood reporter? That's 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 what what I've been dying to ask you. I've really been been excited about this interview. How do you become a Hollywood reporter? So what happened is, like I said, I didn't come out here to do anything Hollywood related. But I was at an event, and another little nugget of wisdom: you never know who's watching you. If you act nicely, oh, people will think highly of you. If you act ugly and disrespectfully, they're going to give you a side eye. So I was at an event and this lady was there and I was helping people do something. I can't remember what it was. And um, she comes up to me afterwards and she says, I hope this doesn't sound you know, weird, but I was watching you and I like your mannerisms and the way you talk to people. Have you ever considered hosting? I said, no, ma'am, I have not, but I did receive my bachelor's in communication, so I have a little experience about it. So she said, okay, here's my card. I want you to follow up with me. Call me tomorrow. Another little nugget of wit, follow up. She gave me her card. The next day I called her and I followed up. And she took me to an eatery in Santa Monica, and she just wanted to see how I was in front of the camera. Um, I had no hosting experience, but she just wanted to see how my personality was. And she liked what I did. Uh, she had an online network called Rich Girl Productions, and she enrolled me into hosting classes all the way from how to read a teleprompter to how to hold a microphone to how to ask questions so it's not awkward silence on the red carpet. And that was back in 2014. So four years I have been on the red carpet, and I keep a spreadsheet. I've been on more than 200 red carpets in Hollywood and have interviewed more than 300 celebrities. And it all that's how I got into hosting. I didn't apply for anything online, just a lady. She saw me, she saw me in action, and, and she liked my mannerisms and my demeanor, and I followed up with her. And, and I, t I just presented the other night to a group of students. I'm like, what if I would have never followed up? I had just taken her card, oh, yeah, I'll call you tomorrow, and didn't do so. Well, I wouldn't be doing my Hollywood thing right now. So if you get somebody's card, especially something that you're interested in, follow up with a phone card, with a phone call, an email, or something. And, you know, when I first started off, it was volunteer. I wasn't getting paid for any of this. But to me, the payment was, I'm here at this event with Magic <laughs> Cookie Johnson. I'm over here with Alan Thicke interviewing him. I'm interviewing um, 
Gary Sinise. I mean, all of these powerful people. You don't need to pay me just to be in the room. And so, but some people don't think like that. They think, oh, time, pay, spend my gas to go to an event that I'm not getting paid for? No, I'm good. And when you think like that, you're never going to go as far as possible. So Wednesday night, I went to the African-American Film Critics Association Awards, uh, which was at the Taglian Complex. And um, I remember when I started off with this award show, I was stuffing gift bags. <laughs> that was how I, when I did this three years ago, because they were looking for volunteers to stuff gift bags, because I'm like, I'll stuff the gift bags, and I'll still be able to be in the room with these powerful people. Fast forward three years later, I am the person on stage called Mrs. Africa, handing the awards to the honorees, so handing the award to Ava DuVernay, beating Paula Patton and Courtney B. Vance to giving Will Packer his award. I went from gift bag stuffer <laughs> to handing the awards to people on stage. It's gross. Like if I had this mindset of, oh, I'm not going to stuff gift bags. Who do they think they are to ask me something like that? I never think that I'm above myself. I will stuff gift bags. I will put tape on the red carpet. Whatever you need me to do, I will do because I know I can work my way up. We're interviewing Tenzi Taylor, Hollywood red carpet reporter. And if you follow her on Instagram, which I do, uh, I'm telling you, she is well connected. I mean, if you're following her on Instagram, you're always seeing pictures of a celebrity that she's uh, photographed with, taking selfies, jumping out of Tesla's, rather, Tesla's and uh, <laughs> and uh, hobnobbing with the rich and famous. I mean, it is like uh, you know, uh, it's 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 a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. So it's it's you you, you and what we love about uh, individuals like yourself, inspirational uh, doing these inspirational spotlights. You know, uh, giving your background uh, on how you came up. Uh, from humble beginnings, what it does to those that are listening, it shows that uh, that anything really and truly is possible. That uh, it doesn't really matter how you start, but it's how you finish. Absolutely, and to what my parents instilled in me is to treat everybody the same. And and I tell people, you know, you can have the degrees, you can have the money, and all of that, but what really matters is how you treat people. And I feel that that has really contributed to my success at such a quick pace with how I treat people. And my parents said, treat the janitor the same you would treat, um, you know, a CEO or the president of my university, USC, or, you know, someone very famous. Treat them all the same. And that's what I do. I, every day at work, I speak to the custodial staff, good morning, how are you doing? And when I was at NC State, I spoke to um, the cafeteria workers who cooked the food. And I remember when I graduated from college, one of the gentlemen who served the food was like, Tensi, you know, congratulations on graduating. I'm sorry I'm not going to see you anymore. But he said, I want to give you something. And I was like, okay, thank you, Mr. J. And he takes me outside and he gives me $50 because you treated me like a human being. He said, you came in here. You didn't look down on me because I served. You asked questions. How's your family doing? He said, faculty, staff, and students would sometimes come in, wouldn't even speak to me. But you never did that. And I know you're going to go far because of how you treat people. And that's what I really pride myself on is just treating people with the utmost dignity and respect because it's the right thing to do. You never know what someone is going through. And you never know you might be meeting an angel in disguise 
So if you always treat people well, you never have to sleep at night thinking, wow, was I mean to that person? Can I go back to that person? You'll have a clear heart. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash The Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join The Vision. It's their birthday and need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. We hope that you are enjoying this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Let's get back to our interview with Hollywood Red Carpet reporter and best-selling author, Tenzi Taylor. You know, there are a lot of things going on in Hollywood right now, and um, I want to really get your thoughts on uh, kind of what's going on in the meet with the Me Too movement in Hollywood. You know, uh, actresses are coming out and um, making accusations, and, and there are... Um, talking about some of the things that they've experienced early in their Hollywood career uh, from uh, very notable uh, men of power and influence in Hollywood. What What do you think about what's going on now in Hollywood with the Me Too movement? Uh, with regarding the Me Too movement, I think it's um, very brave individuals for the women to come forth and to share their stories and to talk about what they went through. Um, she was a very traumatic experience, and to have to relive it and to tell their stories again, it's really heartbreaking. Um, I am very fortunate to have not experienced anything of, of that nature. Uh, I can say that. Um, but I, I just applaud these women um, and men 
for coming out and voicing what's going on because when you are in the room with these powerful people, I mean, they do have influence. They do have the opportunity to take your career to the next level. And instead of wanting to do so out of the goodness of their heart or because they truly want to see your trajectory uh, progress, they do it for their own personal benefit. It really is tremendously sad. Um, and so my heart, my heart goes out to those individuals, and I applaud Hollywood for the, the stance that they've taken um, by kicking certain individuals out. Um, and then at award shows, I know um, at the Golden Globes, I was watching that, and a lot of the ladies wore black to bring awareness to the Me Too movement, and they're not going to be silent anymore. Many people have spoken out about what is going on, and this has been going on for years, and people have not spoken out about it for the fear, for the backlash, for the things that might happen to their career. So I just applaud everybody who is a part of this movement, who is using their voices, who is using their celebrity status to bring more awareness and understanding so that incidents like this don't continue to happen because it, it really is sad and unfortunate that, that some of the people feel that they have the power to do this and want to corrupt and take advantage of people, and it shouldn't have to be that way. So I applaud everybody who's a part of it and using their voice to effect change because something has to be done. This behavior must not continue. You know, for this to have taken place for so long um, in Hollywood and not just in Hollywood, but in corporate America and uh, other areas in uh, in our country. Um, I wonder what was the impetus that that really brought these allegations to the forefront. You know, why now? What what was it about now that that really um, made uh, you know? If you follow what I'm saying, if, what what was the impetus that that really brought us to this point? Um, I feel that the impetus that brought us to this point is one person voicing um, what they have experienced and then two, with technology, it's, it's able to see things. Um, I, I said I haven't experienced that in Hollywood, but I used to work in corporate America and, um, and in other areas, and I was sexually harassed. And some of the things that men would say to me and what they would do, and I was just like, wow, and I didn't know how to handle it. You know, I had just started a job, and uh, I was kind of naive at the time, and I, I just I, I didn't know how to handle it. I dare didn't want to go and say anything to my supervisor because what if what if you know he or she doesn't believe me? What if I'm reprimanded? What if I'm laughed at? What if I'm not believed? It's all of this what ifs going on in your head. So I can understand how these women were hesitant to speak because they thought that maybe nobody would listen, oh, that just happens, get over it type of deal. But the fact that one person started to speak and other people started to share and it was so many similar allegations, it just, it, it kind of started to uproar to say, hey, we have all these people speaking, maybe we do need to listen because everybody can't be not telling the truth. So I feel like that is what, what started, but I'm sure we've all have faced some type of sexual harassment, but it's like, how do you, how do you deal with it, especially as a woman and you're in a new career and, and you're in a new environment? How do you handle it? Because for me, you know, I never reported anything that went on in corporate America, but I, I felt ashamed and 
And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm trying to do my job, and, and people are just looking at me as this type of sex object. It is very um, disheartening and sad and, and kind of contradictory of you, you really don't know what to do. And and that's the part that, you know, that really, you know, troubles me that, that women don't believe that if they have truly been violated by men that um, if they come forward that no one would take them seriously. Going back to, you know, the, the allegations and, and the things that these courageous women have come forward with, the part again that troubles me is is the reason that some of them say they never went to anyone is because they don't they didn't think they would be believed even taking it to the police and uh my my question is has our society gotten to that point where now even the police are not uh, are, are an entity that cannot be trusted with uh handling a situation like sexual harassment in the proper the proper way. I mean, look at the case. Uh, I don't remember the the guy's name because I didn't want to remember. But the student from Stanford University, students saw him raping this student, this girl who was intoxicated. And what did he get? Like three months. I mean, if you've if you this this lady was raped. So if you see stuff like this going on in the media. And you're watching like, wow, this young lady was raped and intoxicated. There were witnesses. And the judge was like, oh, we don't need to diminish his record. This could deter him from whatever in the future. Gets three months. Well, if I see something like that, that's going to make me not want to go to the police and, and to tell my case because if he got off, what makes them think they're going to believe me and that maybe that person that did that to me might get off too. So you, you look at the statistics and you, and you look at what the media portrays, and it's really kind of frightening and scary for anybody, especially a, a woman to come forward because you're going to be ostracized. Um, people are going to say things about you. You're lying. Why did you wait so late? All of this stuff. Do you really want to go through that? And then to go through that and then the case might be dismissed or the perpetrator might get only a few months in jail. I mean, it, it's, it's a lot to, to consider. And so I, I understand why some women don't come forward because it's just, it's like, will will justice be served? And then once justice is served, then my name is tarnished, my reputation. It's a lot that goes into it. It's very discouraging. And uh, and I hear what you're saying. I truly, truly do. And um, it just, again, troubles me that our society has, has gotten to that point where now even uh, the authorities, the police, law enforcement, the, the judicial system um, has now become in some ways a party to uh, the... Um, uh, the 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 I don't know how to I don't know how to put it the uh, become a party to all of this they've become accomplices to uh, the sexual deviancy of men in power and it's unfortunate it's unfortunate and I um yeah yeah and I was gonna say too with the police you know with with all of the brutalities and the killings that have been going on with black men you know you have footage and and still what is done so police officers are, are getting off they're getting I'm suspended with pay. You have the proof right here. There's the video of the police officer shooting at this person. And they're still – so, what, again, what, you, you look at this and it's like, wow, okay, if, if, I'm, if I have something to, to tell and come forward and I don't even have proof, are they really going to believe me? Because I'm seeing videos and things that are showing with technology there's proof 
and people are still getting off. So it's just, it's very troubling. It, it really is troubling. It's like, what do you do? Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's a Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash the Vision Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. The Vision Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join the Vision. everybody, this is Ty Scott King, and you're locked into the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Michael Nimmons. Don't go anywhere. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Then look no further than Consumer Tax Connect. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Connect today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Connect, a tax service designed with you in mind. We hope that you are enjoying this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Let's hear the conclusion of our inspiring and empowering interview with Hollywood Red Carpet reporter and best-selling author, Tenzie Taylor. I think this is a great segue into talking about your book. Um, uh, Tenzi Taylor, we're interviewing Hollywood uh, reporter and uh, and uh, and author, uh, best-selling author. Uh, she's written a book entitled "Bully: My um, T- From Terror to Triumph: My Story." So, Tenzi, tell us about your book and uh, and and everything that kind of uh, caused you to uh, to write this book. Uh, So I decided to start writing my book in April of 2015. And the reason I started to write this book, I I believe in in my app, I'm very space-based. And so every time I would go to different events, whether it was Hollywood, whether it was educational related, I kept hearing the word bully. Somebody would say, you know, my child is being bullied or, or this is going on, this bullying behavior has to stop. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I hear you, I hear you. It's time for me to write my story because my mom had always told me since I was a 
freshman at 18 in, in college, you need to write your a book and tell your story. And I said, well, nobody's going to want to read my story. They're not going to care about what I write. But um, when I was going to these events and I kept hearing the bully word, I said, okay, all right, Lord, we'll, we'll go. I'll start writing it. But for 13 years, it all started in kindergarten. Kindergarten through 12th grade, I was physically, verbally, and emotionally bullied by my peers and, in one instance, a teacher at school. So I'm a very petite person, very tiny. I'm 30 years old, and I barely weigh 110 pounds. I'm little. And so growing up, I've always been small. And so students, excuse me, they had a field day with me. So they picked on me for being short. They picked on me for being small. They pushed me in lockers. I had one student tried to break my arm one time. Um, I had students throw food at me in the cafeteria and on the bus. I've always been very self-conscious. I used to be self-conscious about my eyes because they're big, and students would make fun of me and say I look like Geico Direct. They said I look like a frog. They called me Big Eye Freak. And um, I had a big, a big forehead, and they just had a field day. They on me physically and verbally, and, um, and, and every day I didn't wear name-brand clothes or shoes, so people made fun of me. For that, and my parents didn't drive the nicest cars, so they would make comments like, oh, I saw you riding in your parents' raggedy car. I wouldn't be caught dead riding in something like that. You should be ashamed to be riding in that car. I mean, this is what I heard on a daily basis. And my parents did the best they could because they were teachers and they had three children. And what I never understood was I wasn't mean to these students. I would try to befriend them. And, and be nice to them, but they just didn't like me. I was a straight-A student. I won a lot of awards for awards day. I was very talented. I, I played piano and trumpet, and I sing. And I just wanted to have a friend. And so every day, almost every day, I would just go to school. If students didn't physically pick on me, then they would verbally pick on me, and that eats away at your self-esteem. And I would, I would read stories. And listen to the news about so many young people who were being bullied and were committing suicide from it, especially with cyberbullying. Um, and so I was like, you know what? That was me. At 16, I tried to commit suicide because I had had enough. I mean, I'm, I'm going to school. I'm doing well academically. But just to hear the constant uh, vilification and nullification of me every day at school, talking about how ugly I am, how I look, I can't deal with this anymore. So at 16, I, I thought about ending my life. Thankfully, I didn't, and I, I had an epiphany. And I said, I'm not going to give these bullies the satisfaction of me taking my life and having my parents and family um, be sad that I'm no longer here. And so I just found some motivation within me. But it's tough. Like when, when you hear these things a certain way every day, it, it really is discouraging. And my parents, they were so supportive. They were very encouraging. My dad would say, keep keep going Keep your head up. Don't let these people um, bring you down. But, you know, parents can say that, but when you go to school and you want to be with your peers and you want to fit in and you want people to like you, you kind of don't listen to what your parents are saying and, because you want to get the approval of your peers. And so I wrote the book. It came out in January of 2016, and it is an Amazon bestseller, and people from all over the world have reached out to me in China and Saudi Arabia and, and other countries to share with me how they could relate to my story, how their children could relate to the story. I even had one gentleman who read my book, and he admitted that he was a bully 
in school, but he never thought that he was a bully. He just thought, oh, I was making fun of people. It wasn't that big of a deal. But after reading my book and realizing the pain and heartache that I felt, it made him feel bad. And so he went to Facebook to try to find the people that he bullied to apologize. Um, of, of being a bully, of being bullied, um, of what you should and shouldn't do, showing parents, you know, watch for signs in your child's behavior. My parents noticed that things were changing in me. I, I loved school, but how many? I was starting to count down the days. How many days until spring break? How many days until the summer? And they're like, whoa, 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 something, something's not right. And I would tell my parents, like the student who tried to break my arm, I was very scared in that situation. So after that happened, I told my parents, and they went to the school, and that bully stopped bullying me for a while. But then the bullying continued even more. I don't tell you got me in trouble. So it was like a lose-lose situation. If I tell my parents or a teacher, they're going to bully me more. So I kept a lot of this built up inside of me. Um, And when my parents read my book, they were like, whoa, I didn't even know you went through some of those things because I never shared it with them. So to those who are being bullied, you know, find, find your confidence. Know that you are worthy. Find somebody that you can talk to. Don't keep everything bottled up because that's what happens. That's what makes people sometimes commit suicide because they just keep everything bottled up. And know that you're loved and you're beautiful and you're handsome and just realize your worth because now I realize my worth. And if somebody makes fun of my eyes today or tells me, oh, you're so small, I just laugh at their face and keep walking. Like their words no longer faze me. And so once you realize how powerful you are, how brilliant you are, how worthy you are, what people say to you, it really won't have an impact. What a truly amazing story. And, uh, you know, uh, it sounds like writing the book was therapeutic for you. That uh, you had the opportunity to really, <laughs> we had the opportunity to really um, just put down on paper everything that you went through, and you even said how your parents didn't really know uh, some of the things and the magnitude and the degree of which uh, you were being bullied in your school. So um, writing for you was therapeutic. It was very therapeutic, and I would see myself or I would catch myself sometimes typing at my laptop, and then the keys would be wet, streaming down my my face, you know, recounting um, different – and you talked about the Me Too movement. Well, in my book, I talk about I was sexually assaulted when I was 14 at at Universal Studios when I came out to L.A. to visit. 14, and I didn't say anything. It It was on a ride. It was this guy. It was me in the middle. And it was my brother to the right of me. We go on this ride. We go up, go up, and it's like into this dark cave. And this man puts his finger inside of me. And I'm like, what? what, what like, what, what is going on right now? I'm 14 years old. I didn't know what to do. And it's, it's just, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And so I, I went through so much stuff. And so my parents read about different things that went on. And they were just amazed. Um, that I, I, I'm where I am today, but it's just it was very cathartic. And when I would first start talking about my book, you know, I would have to take a break because it would bring you know bring about tears. But I feel much now that I've gotten used to it. But I made it. And I, what what helped me too is I tell people you have to find an outlet. So when I was being bullied at school, one of the things that I would do when I would come home is I would teach. I would teach my stuffed animals because I love to teach. Or I would play the piano and I would create a song and I would start singing. How Prince got into music because he was bullied. And so his outlet was music. He would play different instruments. He would play his father's piano. And so because he was being bullied at school. And look who he went on to become. 
Um, so you just got to find an outlet. You never know. And people always look at the now. You know, people who know me, oh, Tensi, you're so positive, you're so upbeat. Yes, this is true, but I had many dark nights. I had many times I'm like, why am I here in life? I cried many nights, but I got through it. And so I encourage people to read biographies, to read autobiographies and memoirs, to see what people really went through to get to where they are now because we just look at the now, the success, the money, the fame that some people have. We don't win like with Steve Harvey. I, I adore Steve Harvey, nice person. He was homeless for three years, and he kept the faith and he kept going, and look where he is today. People laughed at Oprah when she said she wanted to be a talk show host, a news anchor. Look who she is today. So when people laugh at you or they doubt you, keep going. Like, you can't let that stop you from accomplishing your goals. I hope you guys are listening to Evangelist <laughs> Tennessee Taylor. Because <laughs> she is preaching on this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm I, I am uh I am just listening and and uh getting so many golden nuggets as uh she uh just tells us so much about herself and and uh you know I'm reminded of uh the book um I know why the cage bird sings that's that comes to mind um you know just that book title the cage bird sings uh because of what um you've experienced because of what you've gone you've gone through and much like people uh, that are successful we do celebrate their now but if they never told us about their uh where they came from then we would never know about uh we would really never be able to appreciate or really appreciate their now but because uh you have been transparent enough to share uh, where you came from and what you experienced, we can truly, truly celebrate with you and appreciate your now. Yeah, you're right, and and it makes it more relatable. You know, when I when I talk to people, and I love when I go to speaking engagements and I talk to the young people, and they come up to me and they say, "I'm being bullied." And I didn't know what to do. And now listening to you, I know what to do. I know to tell the teacher, but I know that. And I tell people, too, bullies hurt people, hurt people. There's always a reason why someone acts the way he or she does. And so these people who are bullying you, they're hurt, and they're, they're jealous. They bullied me for making A's. Absolutely no sense to me. Like, okay, if you want to make fun of me, make fun of me because I'm failing, not because I'm doing well academically. <laughs> wow. Wow. I hope you guys are listening to uh, Tinsley Taylor. I am enjoying our interview on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. She has just given us so much wisdom and insight. And what I got out of this the most from her is that your attitude really determines your altitude. Your attitude is not is not necessarily what you know, but uh, it's 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 it's. It's how you conduct yourself. It's it's your attitude. It's it's your it's those things take you further in life than I believe anything that you can do. Tell our listeners where um, uh, they can get your book, uh, how they can follow you, how they can keep up with uh, Miss Tenzi Taylor. Uh, definitely an inspirational person, uh, indeed. Thank you so much. Uh, so you can visit my website 
www.terrortotriumphbook.com to purchase a copy of my book. You can also go online to Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, BooksAmillion.com to purchase a copy. But what I really appreciate is when people reach out to me through social media and they send me a message and they say, hey, can I have a copy of your book? Because when you, when you get a copy through me, I autograph it and I personalize it and I write an inspirational message inside. So you can follow me on Instagram, Tensi Taylor, T-E-N-S-I Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Miss Tensi, M-S-T-E-N-S-I-E, and then my Facebook fan page, Tensi J. Taylor. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tenzi, for being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You have truly been uh, an amazing guest, and uh, we wish you nothing but success in uh, in your life. Please keep us posted. I hope you are a friend of the show. Uh, we, we got to have you back on because uh, our young people definitely need to hear more words of wisdom from you. Thank you so much, and God bless you. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give inner city and urban youth a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, empowerment sessions, scholarships, and much more. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Division Initiative and find out how to donate and become a mentor or volunteer. Division Initiative, opening the eyes of today's youth to new possibilities. Come join the vision. you were deficient who told you that you were nothing who told you that you were worthless who told you that you had no value purchase our book who told you that you were naked from our website michaelnimmons.org don't delay do it today also available on amazon Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic. A tax service designed with you in mind. This is 
is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This week's thought of the week comes from one of the most charismatic, boisterous, and prolific voices in black history, El Haj Malik El Shabazz, better known as Malcolm X. Known for his militaristic and self-empowering speeches, Malcolm X believed that African Americans should take the path of self-determination. He believed that we as a people must determine our fate. And that fate is determined in many ways by any means necessary. Malcolm X talks about this black nationalist approach in an address delivered at the Hotel Teresa in New York City on December 11th, just three months before his assassination. Here's what he had to say. One of the first things I think young people, especially nowadays, should learn is how to see for yourself and listen for yourself and think for yourself. If you learn the habit of going by what you hear others say about someone or going by what others think about someone instead of searching that thing out for yourself and seeing for yourself, you'll be walking west when you think you're going east. You'll be walking east when you think you're going west. This generation, especially of our people, has a burden more so than any other time in history, the most important thing we can learn to do today is think for ourselves. It's good to keep wide open ears and listen to what everybody else has to say, but when you come to make decisions, you have to weigh all of what you've heard on its own and place it where it belongs and come to a decision for yourself. You'll never regret it. But if you form the habit of taking what someone else says about a thing without checking it out for yourself, you'll find that other people will have you hating your friends and loving your enemies. This is one of the things that our people are beginning to learn today, that it is very important to think out a situation for yourself. If you don't do it, you'll always be maneuvered into a situation where you're never fighting your actual enemies where you'll find yourself fighting your own self. Words of Wisdom from El Haj Malik El Shabazz, Malcolm X. I would like to give special thanks to our own special VIP guest, Tenzi Taylor, Hollywood red carpet reporter, educator, motivational speaker, and best-selling author of her book, Bullied, 
From Terror to Triumph, My Survival Story. She is truly an amazing person indeed. You can follow her on Instagram at Tenzi Taylor. That's T-E-N-S-I-E-T-A-Y-L-O-R. Or on Twitter at Miss Tenzi or on Facebook at Tenzi Taylor. Remember, you can purchase her book at www.terratotriumphbook.com. And remember, when you purchase her book from her website, she'll send you a personally autographed copy as well. And remember, next week, we're interviewing two of Black History's finest, Sergeant Preston Jowers and Colonel Bob Tillman of the Tuskegee Airmen. This is an interview you don't want to miss. They are two extraordinary figures in black history that have made an indelible mark, not just in black history, but in American history. Help us to get the word out. We want as many people to be listening at 8 p.m. as possible. We want you to tell somebody, to tell somebody, to tell somebody, to tell somebody what's going on on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. This show next week is truly appointment listening. You don't want to miss this show. We're talking with Tuskegee Airmen Sergeant Preston Jowers and Colonel Bob Tillman. And thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We thank you so much, those of you who listened at 8 p.m. or those of you who are listening to the podcast. We appreciate you just the same. Thank you so much for taking some time out today to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It is greatly appreciated. Well, until next time, when we're talking with Colonel Bob Tillman and Sergeant Preston Jowers on Tuesday, February 27th, always remember, if you think it, then you can believe it. If you believe it, then you can see it. If you can see it, then you can be it. If you can be it, then you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got. To get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our show sponsors. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or tune in. Want to book Michael Nimmons for a speaking engagement, book signing, or corporate event? Send an email to contact at michaelnimmons.org. Be sure to follow the show on all of his social media accounts on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, on Instagram at The TOL Radio Show, and on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio. Are you an entrepreneur and want to advertise? Become a Thinking Out Loud radio show partner. Send an email to Thinking Out Loud Radio Show at gmail.com. We have some affordable advertising packages just for you. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.